episode of Crystal Myth. Welcome everyone and here is your host Leslie Anderson and I have the lovely Yasmin with me today because who cares? He's <laughs> <laughs> no, got better, better things to do. <laughs> yeah well he's got a hectic week apparently so well I'm not saying he's a liar. How dare he? F- fucking I think he's lying. <laughs> do you? you think he just doesn't want to try to get out of it? Skyrim. Yeah basically yes absolutely. I'm a sickie. <laughs> When one of us is not on a podcast, they get a slagging. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't even want to hear what you guys say about me. Well, we said you were basically going off murdering people as Akasha and killing all the men. I mean, I was. <laughs> you just weren't supposed to tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so vampires, this week we're going to be looking at the New England vampire panic, which I found very fascinating. And um, I was very surprised at how stupid yeah. people are. But then I'm not surprised because when you compare it to like today's conspiracies on the coronavirus, the stupidity has never left. I was literally thinking that today when I was reading through all this. I was like, oh wait, so we've always been stupid. Everyone's always been stupid. It's just different levels of stupidity. We've just evolved our stupidity in a different way, if you can call it that. It's it's funny as well because like you always think, oh, back in the old days, oh, they just weren't educated and they just maybe didn't know. So they would use like weird things as excuses. But even when you read what other people said back then, even like people at the time said that people were doing this stuff were stupid as well. So well, that's true. There were people they were doctors, right? Well, we'll, we'll get yeah. right to it, right? So basically, <laughs> you, no, it's fine. The, the New England vampire panic, and back then they didn't have the word vampire. They didn't actually use the word vampire. They didn't like have the concept of that word. It was just mm. basically a corpse was coming back and draining their family. But it is all to do with tuberculosis. Mm. Now, do you know what tuberculosis tuberculosis is? So, you know how you got your BCG jab when you were a kid? That's for. That was for tuberculosis, and I did not know that until today. I'm I'm literally ignorant. I would just be like, well, if you got an injection, just inject in me. I don't know what's in it or what it's for. So, I got my BCG when I was a baby in hospital when I was born. So, I've got like a scar in my arm. Um, I don't know. I think the hospital I was born in, like Paisley, and there they still did the injections, like as soon as you were born. But I think I was like the last couple of months of them doing that, and they stopped after that. But all my younger siblings got their jab, like at school. Yeah, um, I think it was school. High school, I think was it second year or third year? I don't know. I yeah, it was remember. high school, so I didn't need to because I already had it. Um, but yeah, that protects you. Oh, I think when you get it as a baby, you've got you, you have a scar for it. Oh. Because it's like you're obviously tiny. So yeah, anyone that has like that weird kind of dented scar in their arm, that's mm. that's wrong. And via that, does that make does that mean it didn't take? <laughs> oh, maybe they didn't really give you it. Maybe they just pretended. Oh, no. <laughs> I hated it when when people got the the Jackson's High School because all the the stupid girls would would all go, oh, I'm gonna faint, and oh my god, they would hammer oh, up know. so much, oh. wouldn't they? Just shut the fuck up, doing it for attention. Proper drama queens. Oh, um, yeah. I, your BCG dab would protect you against tuberculosis, which I generally didn't realise that's what it's for. But it's quite a nasty um, disease. Like it's kind of like a coughing disease, which it can sound like COVID. Ah, uh-huh, it's a bacteria. Mm. So it's a virus. It spreads. It's, it spreads through the air. So if someone's like coughing or breathing it, then you breathe that in. That's how you catch it. Which again, exactly like COVID. Yeah. And it basically like destroys your insides. So it. The person, if you see someone that has it, like they're coughing so badly, it's like they're spitting up blood. But it also like, attacks the rest of your organs inside. But in today's day and age, we have antibiotics and that sorts out. But back then, it looked as if your whole body was like wearing away. 
And also they called it consumption. And um, it was basically they would they would look pale and their eyes would go sunken and they'd look like a walking corpse, basically, which is probably why that inspired. Maybe that's where the vampire myth came from. Because it looked like walking corpses and there was blood Mm -hmm. involved. And they cracked because it looked like they were being drained of life. They're being consumed. And remember, in this, the vampire stat, his mother, Gabrielle, had it. She mm, had consumption. Yeah. Oh, I never understood what that was when I read that. Oh, did you know? <laughs> no, I didn't realise that was the same thing, actually. Um, I just yeah. thought she had some weird disease. Um, but yeah, it's the stuff yeah. after that that makes literally no sense to me. Well, so, it was discovered. Yeah. Before 1882, nobody knew what caused it. So there was obviously there was a lot of like ignorant superstitions going about about how nobody knew how to cure it. And basically, if one person and a lot of people, a lot of people, poor people lived in crowded spaces. Plus, mm. they had a lot of wanes because there wasn't any contraception like, back then. So it's either you don't bang or you bang it a lot of kids. And if one person got it, then because you're living in a confined space, you're not covering up your mouth, you're just spreading it all about, it's airborne, then the next person would get it and then the next person would get it. But in 1882, there was a guy called Robert Koch and he discovered the tubercular bacillus. Bacillus is, you know, like a bacteria. That's, you know, basically what... I don't know if it's a virus, it's just a bacteria or something that you catch. Before that... I mean, even after that, it didn't spread about, like, there's no pun intended, but nobody still really knew that he discovered that, that it was a bacteria, because they mm. don't have the internet back then. So True. even though he discovered it, even after that, that this weird shit would happen. So why was why New England, why the vampire thing? Because they thought that the last person to die or one of the people who died in your family then came back as a vampire to drain the next people and that's why yeah. all your family got sick of the consumption that sounds so bizarre rather than thinking that you're catching it off off the person that currently has it that yeah. you're catching off the dead person yeah that that makes no sense to me at all like it's so bizarre like what the hell but then, yeah, then i think what when i read about it a lot of these people i don't think they actually did believe that that was the case but they were so desperate to find a cure that they thought well why not why the fuck not we may as well just try this mm-hmm. which which um meant that they would dig up one of their relatives that had died of it and then what they would do is they would um they would take out their organs like their heart or lungs and if there was any kind of what they called fresh blood in it, which I think is just because they were recently buried and that happens mm. part of the decomposition process. Mm. They would say, oh, well, this person's come and come out from the dead or whatever and, and, and drained us and that's why we're dying. And then mm. they would either just or sometimes they would just turn them over in the grave upside down and then rebury them. Oh, that's so like, weird. Face down instead of face up in their coffin. But the worst of it was they would take these organs and this is a crazy bit. They yeah. would burn them. And then they would either inhale the smoke from the burning of the organs. It's insane. It's actually insane. They would mix the ashes in with with like some sort of drink and make the the family members drink it. That's fucked up. Which just, do you know what? If the tuberculosis wasn't going to kill you, that's going to kill you. Yeah, of course. That's just utter madness. Like, how, like... I, I get that they didn't have the same medicine and I get that like okay they didn't actually know what it was but oh like how like I don't know how, how would that like be a cure that you're going to take yeah. like the person that's ill and put them inside you like that's crazy it's just no wonder they all died when you compare it to now like the coronavirus there's people who refuse to take the vaccine and think no. that by taking horse deworming medicine oh my God. it's going to cure them I mean, to be fair, there was the people that wanted to check themselves with uh, bleach. So Yeah, that as well. Trump. <laughs> that's, that's pretty <laughs> much just a as bad affair. <laughs> was there a guy? In, oh, I can't remember. It was some African country, maybe. And he said that he had his own special concoction for oh. coronavirus that would work. But then he got it and died off. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's been loads of stories coming out of Africa. Like, apparently, there's this guy that cured cancer and cured COVID and cured everything. But then, you know how there's always a they, they yeah. got rid of him and yeah, yeah. they killed him off so that none of us, yeah. so the pharmaceutical companies can keep selling medicines. 
So even though he like has found the cure, they killed him. They go. <laughs> so that's why we also have COVID. I mean, there's that joke in the Book of Mormon where they think that to cure AIDS, they have to rape babies. <laughs> Was it not like to like flick with a frog or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it was so stupid and so bad. But, but that's the just... sad thing that happens when there's not enough education around or there's not enough people who understand the science behind things. But yeah. then some people's science is magic. Sometimes I think science is amazing as well be magic because I don't understand it. I just accept yeah, it. But you're accepting that someone has done the research and there is some sort of logic behind it. You're not like oh, I'm say some magic words and just be like, Ta-da. <laughs> someone came to me and said, Leslie, to cure your disease, you have to consume the eyes of your dead gran. You mm. tell them where it goes. Like, <laughs> I don't would, know if I would so, do it. You wouldn't. Would you be like, desperate enough to try it? Well, because you're intelligent enough to know that if you consume yes, dead so. bodies, it's going to kill you. <laughs> do you know what? If you are foolish enough to fall for these things, then it, it you know, it kind of clearing out the gene pool a little bit. So, um, I'm not against people injecting themselves with bleach, really. You know. I am. Well, what you try to say that if it's like they inject themselves with bleach and take them out, take themselves out the gene pool, is that what you're saying? Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, if, if, <laughs> I'm going to get arrested for saying this stuff. If you're yeah. that stupid to do that, then you shouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. to breed. So, yeah. Well, like, yeah. As long as it's self inflicted A lot of these people who came over from to New England were from Europe, obviously mm. Britain and, and Romania and Germany, but basically Germany as well, because there was a lot of them um, mm. near the New York area, um, Pennsylvania is New England. A lot of Germans came over and brought their superstitions mixed with the Romanian ones mm. about walking corpses and things. So that's why the, these sort of things started. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Europeans. <laughs> and then um, the biggest, the biggest outbreak of these vampire pa- this vampire panic was in Rhode Island. I find it weird. It's like very, um, like isolated there. Like it, from everything I was reading, it doesn't seem like it's all across America. It was just there. Yeah, it's just there because that's where yeah. most of the European German people, yeah. people came over, like Europe, and <clears throat> a lot of the people outside of that looked down on them and said they were basically like slack-jawed yokel idiots. Well, when they're doing stuff like digging up their like sort of passed away families and burning their insides, then I mean, you'd understand why people think they're a bit insane and would avoid them. Yeah, and I mean, probably rightly so, avoid them and you won't get sick as well. It's yeah. madness, proper madness. Only people do stuff like this. It's, a state, it's an actual state in New England and <clears throat> yeah, Connecticut. But like, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's Spread to like everywhere else in the states, um, because that would have been horrific as well. I guess it'd have like wiped it because it sounds like it's very, very contagious. So yeah, it would like wipe out a whole family. Yeah, um, must have been horrific. Like, it must have been like really, really scary. I mean, if there were real vampires hanging about, then it would be the perfect front, wouldn't it? It would be the perfect yeah. cover. Because remember an interview with I know I keep referring to that film, but remember an interview with Vampire when they said, "Oh, we would kill off whole entire families." Mm, well, then and they could just be hidden that way by saying, "Oh, well, they just they just had the consumption, didn't they? It wasn't us." That's true, actually. It was a good way to cover it up. Definitely, Definitely. Way to cover it up. And then it would make sense if back there. See the whole them thinking it's vampires. I kind of I can understand that. Like I can like that. It's something weird. They don't understand it, so they're blaming some sort of folklore. It's just the digging up dead people and eating or burning their insides that makes no sense yeah. to me like at all it literally makes zero sense like you're probably making yourself ill by doing that and it's just also disrespectful like digging up dead people it's just and they also made a big, it was like quite entertaining when they did it like back in the 18th century there was an incident like the late 18th century there was an incident where they publicly burnt this person's heart in a blacksmith's um, Downdream. It's horrible. There's like crazy people out there all enjoying the spectacle. But like, do they not think they're all going to get ill? Or is this the same no, as like COVID parties now that people are going to party knowing that there's COVID about? Well, maybe I don't know. that they're going to catch it. Like Let's all gather round when there's like an infectious disease going on. I was looking at where in the earliest accounts of the vampires in Colonial America occurred and According to this article that I found in Grunge, um, mm. it, two American periodicals picked up a story in 1775 that was initially reported in March 1732 about a man named Arnold Paul, who 
who was tormented by vampires, becoming a vampire himself after his death. Oh, his body was found to be too well preserved in the grave. And when his mm. neighbour stove a stake through his heart, he's said to have let out a horrid groan. Oh my god! But like but the cops let out a groan. Yeah, oh. they didn't. God. I mean, that was just one wee incident, but I don't think mm. it was anything to do with the the tuberculosis breakout. Mm. And also, there was a sale in witch hunts in New England as well, so they are quite superstitious people. Mm. I think it is just because yeah. of where they originated from. It's true. That's true. Although the witch hunts is slightly different because it was more politically motivated rather than just ignorance of disease and the causes of disease. I would probably leave them still being fairly, like, say, superstitious and kind of ignorant people that Mm -hmm. if if they're going to believe in witches and they're going to believe in vampires, so just believe in anything rather than try to find logic in it. Not that obviously vampires and witches exist, like, they obviously do. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to think, no, they don't. I don't think I'm very, very scared. I could just say such a thing. Maybe a magic thing, there might be something in that. The what's vampires? Yeah, I don't know. I think if they would have at least came out by now, came out. I don't know if they haven't. Like, they might have done. Because, I mean, like. They they don't want to come out because it would just be too mad. Well, if you think about, like, vampires ages ago with this horrible, terrifying, scary thing, all your vampire, like, everything on telly now, it's all very, like, romanticized like, yeah it's not, they're like, not even oh, that's what i was saying like they didn't really understand that concept back then there wasn't that concept of the romantic yeah. hot vampire it was basically literally a living corpse and because yeah. you don't understand the way like bodies decompose they assumed that when you opened up a, a exhumed someone that if their hair looked like it's grown or their fingernails looked like it's mm. grown it's not, it's just because the skin, the flesh has receded back, so it looks mm. like it's grown, but it's just because it's given the illusion of it. They haven't and they could think that, oh, he's like, still alive because he's like, here, nails are growing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. think, oh, there's something dodgy going on. I just I just don't understand the logic behind, oh, people are getting ill, let's go dig up dead people. Oh, this is funny. So when I was saying about how they had like the like, public festivals and they did this in front of people, one of oh, the God. times what took place in 1830, which seems so recent, doesn't it? It's crazy. Mm. In, Woods, in Woodstock. Mm. When you think of Woodstock. Festival. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the 1830s Woodstock consisted of people watching um, a vampire's heartburn in the town. What the hell? And then, and then in the 60s, it was like the hippie revolution where everyone gathered. To smoke They're things. still like... Is this like us like burning the guy? They just burn hearts. Like, <laughs> that's so weird. Oh my god, that's proper weird. In oh 1793, there was a woman called Rachel Harris, and she had a heart burning ceremony in Manchester, Vermont. And it was such an exciting event that between 500 and 1,000 people what? attended the ritual. The lungs, liver, and heart were taken from the corpse, which had been buried three years oh prior and burned on the Black Swiss forge of Jacob Mead. Was there still tuberculosis at that time, or was it, had it kind of gone? Well, yeah, because yeah, I think so. That so, would be the reason. I wonder how many yeah, of those thousand people died. Huh? <laughs> I wonder how many of those thousand people died after that. Because then they're all like of, of tuberculosis, because they're all like hanging out with each other now, passing oh, well, it was, Yeah, because there was a guy that he was called Captain Burton, and mm. he right, where is that? I'm gonna find. Is there stories of them? There was a woman. There was a guy who believed that if he his wife was dying, yeah, mm. Isaac Burton, right, that's it. So this is the one. I didn't know it was a public <laughs> public burning, but he exhumed his first wife Rachel, and this was seven, the late seventeen. 17- hundreds like 1793 we're talking here and mm. his first wife Rachel in an attempt to save his second wife Hulda who was her sister so he what? married at the same time wife's sister mm. and he he thought that by exhuming his ex-wife he could save his new wife mm. who was that also dying of tuberculosis but obviously oh, she God. still died that same yeah. year Oof. because obviously digging up a dead body is not going to help that's madness yeah. like yeah I don't know like how you get that, it's like you said, they're that desperate, but how's a dead body going to help you? Like, it's just like whoever made up that story to start with is is a crazy person, really. Because it's like the doctors at the time knew that that wasn't going to help and these people would do it anyway. Like they yeah. knew it was tuberculosis and I think they just didn't have obviously a cure for it. But, you know, I'm pretty sure like doing that is not going to help. It's not. 
Awesome. There's a few on Wikipedia that tells you all the mm. different ones that they did in New, in New England about the people who yeah. they exhumed for this. And there's one in 1816 to 1817, and there's Samuel Saladay, who is in Scioto County, Ohio. Mm. And it's a strange superstition. The family of Philip Saladay came from Switzerland, see, there you go, Europe, bought and settled oh. in the law <laughs> in French France soon after the opening of the country for settlement. Hereditary consumption developed itself in the family sometime after their location in the county. The head of the family and the oldest son had died of it, and others began to manifest symptoms. When an attempt was made to arrest the progress of the disease by a process which has been practiced in numerous instances, but without success, they resolved to distance. So they tried other stuff to try and... Mm. But then they resolved to disinter one of the victims, take his entrails and burn them in a fire oh, purpose in the presence of surviving members of the family. So they just they're just doing this out of desperation because they don't know what the fuck else to do. Yeah. This was reportedly done in the winter of 1816-17 in the presence of a large concourse of spectators. Again, oh, like, like, like watching who lives in the surrounding neighbourhood. Oh, That's just spreading, uh, spreading it even more, isn't it? Yeah. So they're doing these like parties and then spreading it's, it even more and then dying even more. It's, it's like the equivalent of Joe Rogan's podcast on Spotify. <laughs> God, it's <laughs> crazy. You're right, people have always been insane. Always yeah, been. so Samuel Saladay was the one that they disinterred and offered up as a sacrifice to stop possible further spread of disease but like all other superstitious notions with regard to curing diseases it proved to no avail the other members of the family continued to die off until the last one was gone except yeah. the whole family just died obviously yeah yeah like there was um like stories of like archaeologists like digging up their like old graves like still till now they're digging up graves oh. um and they're saying that like they would they also that like reburying them after that as well but oh. a lot of the bodies would be like like the head would be chopped off and turned round and like put face down or like the, the hands would be like bound together or the weirdest one is like the, the bones of the body were arranged like in a cross shape. That's like, right. Again. Like so it's all like crossbones and uh-huh. Eyes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's all <laughs> like stop the vampire like coming back to like For get the family. <laughs> Do you know what really disturbs me about that is like, like if they're doing that to the body what point did they do that like after it was well, they must have done it. oh god the thought you know what i'm like with bones breaking they must have had to snap his femurs and when he was but still they, a corpse that's horrific but would they've done it before it decomposed yeah like, or at the we're not like, gonna wait what? until he's scaling that would take too long they'd have to boil him down i don't know like it's really disturbing me when i was reading that i was like so as soon as they die do they chop them up and put them in that position or do they are they digging up really old graves like i don't get it it's, mm. Because then, are they rearranging bones or are they rearranging a body? No, they're rearranging a body. Oh my god, that's horrible then. So they must have had to like, chop it up. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> I think that's so disturbing just to stop it coming back as a vampire and they're chopping a body up. So you're chopping up your like your relatives. Like, yeah. he's not some stranger. This is like <laughs> your mum or your... Oh. I was like... Oh. It's horrible that like you're chopping up at like your mum or your aunt and arranging the body into a cross shape and then burying it, hoping that she's not going to come back to the vampire. And no, they like ever see... oh. yeah. Did they ever see anyone come out of the grave and like attack them oh, like a vampire? So. Like, <laughs> oh, God. There's just so much wrong with this, by the way, like so much wrong with it. There's another thing I've seen, about, and this was later in the 1860s, and mm. a lot of Scottish people might like this because... <laughs> Not that I'm like um, advocating it, but you know, it said here that there was a doctor in 1873, Dr. Lucy Abel reported to the Massachusetts State Board of Health. She said, I should be sorry to be understood as recommending drunkenness as a cure for consumption. <laughs> but I have known several instances where nearly all the family from five to nine children have successfully died mm. of. I don't know what that is, vifysis. Finally, one of the boys from the sheer desperation took to excessive drinking of alcoholic stimulants. I mean, these are children. These boys are oh. now in middle life and enjoying good health when last heard mm. from. 
In two families, not less than five or six victims in each were carried off by consumption. In each, there was always one sick in a short time before death, another would be prostrated. In one family, we resorted to that horrible relic of superstition, the burning of the heart of the dead, and the ashes were swallowed by the survivors. And oh, the fatal demon would be exorcised from the family, but obviously that didn't work. And then another son fell victim, and then the alcoholic treatment was tried, not as an expected remedy, but a means of forgetfulness and impending doom that no death oh, in the family. So <laughs> you're getting absolutely wrecked. To try and cure yourself, so maybe. you know you're gonna die anyway. So you may as well. That's like absolutely yeah, thing. When oh. half your family die, you're like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna drink because I'm depressed." Yeah, drowning their sorrows. But then is there something to that oh. alcohol thing? Because there's alcohol that's uh, clean, like yeah. agents. I don't, I don't know. know. Antibacterial, and maybe but how strong would that alcohol be like to kill the bacteria? Yeah. Maybe they just got lucky. I don't know because mm. before they found the uh, what was it? What is it? An- antibiotics? Because they did yeah. discover antibiotics. A good Scotsman there, um, yeah. Alexander Flair, yeah. discovered antibiotics. Before then, the only way that they could sort of deal with tuberculosis was to put people outside in fresh air all the time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like because they built asylums specifically for that, where they would yeah. have rooms, but then they would build these huge big balconies that were open air. They hadn't, didn't have any windows, so they would just always be outside. Mm-hmm. That would kind of help clear out the bacteria from their lungs. Well, they thought that, yeah, they get plenty of fresh mm-hmm. air and they isolate them. But obviously that didn't always work. Some mm-hmm. people recovered, some people still died of it, unfortunately. how good their immune system is, yes, but... Uh... Again, with COVID, when the, sorry, <laughs> that that would definitely kill it. Drinking buck fast, hundred percent, kill it. Well, as a tonic um, thing, it's supposed to be medicinal, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, it's good enough for the monks. But um, mind what country was it where like, cause people thought that COVID would, like, you could kill COVID with alcohol, so they were like drinking like oh, yeah, that's right. alcohol. Like, it's just, like, again, you crazy people. Again, nothing changes, doesn't it? Like, nearly 200 years later, people are still thinking the same shit instead of actually looking at the proper science of it. Oh, my God. Let's just drink loads of, yeah. Like, like actual doctors, maybe, or people who are just too... Because sometimes I'm too anxious to go to a doctor about stuff, and I'll just look up stuff online and say, what's a natural remedy for this? What? How can I cure this? without going to a doctor and yeah. it's all a bollocks isn't it but you'll try it anyway just so you don't even go but I mean there's a difference between like a website going oh drink some like lemon and ginger and it'll like like help yeah. you and yeah inject yourself with bleach and drink loads of alcohol <laughs> I wouldn't do that the alcohol one might be appealing but I'm not injecting myself with bleach oh my god oh no I'm sorry just people make me laugh so much. <laughs> the last, I think the oh, what uh, an eighteen. So the latest one that they found where they did this vampire thing was in eighteen ninety two, and it was a a girl called Mercy Lena Brown in Washington mm-hmm. County, Rhode Island. And uh, one of the more fa- it says one of the more famous cases that of Mercy Lena Brown, Mercy's mother contracted consumption, which spread to the rest of the family, moving to her sister, her brother, and finally to Mercy herself. Neighbors mm-hmm. believed that one of the family members was a vampire who had illness. Two months after Mercy's death, her father, George Brown, who did not believe that a vampire was to blame, so he didn't believe in it, but he still reluctantly permitted others to exhume the bodies of his family. They found that Mercy's body showed little decomposition, had fresh blood in her heart, and had turned in the grave. Now, how did her body turn in the grave? Unless it was just like like the ground yeah. shifting glasses or something I don't know yeah. yeah which was enough evidence to convince the villagers that she was the cause of the consumption the heart of the exhumed oh. bodies burned mixed with water and given to her surviving brother to drink um so even if he didn't have it you're not giving it to him that's, yeah that's crazy well, I think he already had it probably probably yeah but it just it it, it kind of puzzles me that you wouldn't say say if they were blaming the actual person that that was still alive and they were like clearly had a disease. If they blamed them for being a vampire, that again I could understand. Why why are you blaming the dead person? They think they're gonna come out of their grave and like eat them in their sleep. Well, because you didn't have any other explanation about why Why not why, why not like it? why not blame the person that's still alive that's like wearing away in their bed and look all like gruesome and horrible? Like, blame them. There was a lot of hate like contempt towards these people. 
like mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> like we're taking the piss out of people who <laughs> are stupid well back in the 19th century there was a guy called Henry David Thoreau who wrote in his journal in the 26th mm-hmm. September 1859 he went the, sha- the savage in man is never quite eradicated I just read of a family in Vermont who several of its members having died of consumption just burned the lungs and heart and liver of the last deceased mm-hmm. or to prevent any more from having it as a reference to contemporary superstition when rural Rhode Islanders moved west into Connecticut, locals perceived them as uneducated and vicious, mm. which was particularly due to the Rhode Islanders' beliefs in vampirism. Newspapers were also sceptical, calling belief in vampirism an old superstition and a curious, a curious idea. <laughs> so again, even people back then thought that they were being stupid. Well, the press dismissed it as superstition. The mm. It, the burning of organs was widely accepted as a folk medicine in other communities, like such as Woodstock, where mm, they had a yeah. fucking festival. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can't believe that that was happening. That, mm. like, not that even, not even that long ago. But then I do believe it because of the the crazy shit that's going on these yeah. days, five G conspiracies and all of that. So you just dismiss these people as ignorant and uneducated as well. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to believe whatever Trump says and go do that, then I'm assuming you're uneducated. Yeah. <laughs> so and That's all there really is about it. There's not really much else. Um, yeah. Just like lots of, yeah, yeah just lots of different stories of different families pretty much doing that over and over again and just killing off the entire family. And then going back to Rhode Island about how they said they were uneducated and vicious, it says some of the legends persist to this day. There's a grave in a, of an alleged vampire called Nellie Elvon in Rhode Island's historical Ooh, century, okay. who, who died in 1889, and it's rumoured to be cursed, so people still believe that there is a vampire going about. Oh my God, seriously. It says on the bottom of the tombstone is an inscription that reads, I am waiting and watching for you. And a local university professor oh. claims that Leichen I mean, this is a university professor that's claiming this, oh that life and vegetation refused to grow in the grave for some unknown reason. Oh. <laughs> so some still, unknown reason. Some people still oh believe God. it. And this is someone that is actually educated as well. Well, claims he is, yeah. Oh I don't God. know what professor he's of. Doesn't oh. say. So like those fake degrees that you can buy. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I mean, funny. like, sometimes when I'm working, I see, like, a customer and he's got, like, a, the doc, a doctor in front of their name and you think mm. I used to think oh oh is that just I just assumed that they're an actual medicinal doctor yeah you know, like this person up and they were just a doctor of actresses in Shakespearean England oh my god and yeah because like, the moment you right. write a PhD that makes you a doctor and you can write a PhD about anything you want yeah absolutely anything like anything <laughs> like Leslie you could go be a doctor right now <laughs> yeah go write something a crazy yeah actual mental but i I would assume that most people that have a phd it's been because you usually have to like sponsored for your phd so it's it's in general usually something like that doesn't necessarily mean that they're nice people or smart or intelligent or a specific doctorate in a really niche subject yeah exactly yeah exactly absolute idiots (laughs) i think people need to start Mm. i think this is why we're (laughs) problem we're in is where people think that that only people from who've been through Eton or you know like mm, these public schools yeah. or institutions yeah. should be in charge of the country and look where we are now with Boris mm. fucking Johnson and his I'd say his vampires <laughs> that are running the country sucking everyone they down are. money they are. Like, and you lie and lie and lie and get away with it and mm. I'm just sick of it all. That's <laughs> mm. true. It's like energy vampires and lies and oh, Sucking the life out of like, I do believe in energy vampires. Definitely. Yeah, they really are. But yeah, you're right. Cut their hearts out. And... <laughs> oh my god. We might generally get arrested because of this episode. No. <laughs> Certain people that have parties party. during lockdown. <laughs> everyone breaks the rules. That's what they said. That's what a counsellor said recently. Oh, well, everyone would break the rules anyway, so who cares about the rule of law? Who gives oh a shit? Oh, my God. Did someone actually say that? That's insane. Yeah, they said that recently. They came out and oh said, well, everyone oh breaks God. the rules, so that's fine. Yeah. So we should have all, like, went to see our mum and dads and, like, a bunch of, like, visit yeah, people that were dying in hospitals because we're mm-hmm. going to break the rules anyway. So stupid. Oh, well, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite funny. I mean, yeah. I, but at least they've got I, some sort of legends. 
personal agents yeah. where I live. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, like, all jokes aside, I suppose if you were alive back then, that must have been really, really scary that everyone around you is, like, dropping dead. Oh, your yeah. whole family. And, or you see the family in the next, like, whatever house over, they're all dying, you know you're probably next. And there's exactly. nothing you can actually do about it. Like, that must yeah. have actually been really scary. So that's why they resorted to procession yeah. and craziness. magic. Because what yeah. else have they got to lose? Yeah, it's mad. So crazy. I can understand why they would do that. Um, desperation. Desperation. Oh. But obviously if it doesn't work, then it's not like someone could go on Reddit back then and say, hey, <laughs> this doesn't work, stop it. Yeah. Just drink yeah. Imagine they probably would have done lots of superstitious things like um some like hanging horseshoes on your door, like things like that, like things to ward off evil and stuff. Like they must have been doing things like that and still not working. I mean, haven't mm. the Amish? They they're basically the German population <gasps> they still I'm not saying that they're ignorant today, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't re- I don't really know what how they were during the pandemic. Was it not something about how a lot of them didn't even know that it was happening because they also don't have TV or phones yeah, exactly. and sort of exactly. technology. So, yeah, they didn't even know. So they might have... Because they shun technology, wouldn't they? Yeah. Like, if they're maybe living in a community where they're, like, self-sufficient and they never actually had to go into town or had to go mix with mm-hmm. other people, they probably would have been okay. Like, because there's nobody bringing... It's as if they're, they're in their own lockdown and their own quarantine all the time. So... Nobody yeah. would have brought the disease into them, really. But then if they do get it, then they don't believe in medicine, so then that oh, would have been very I fatal. I don't know if they're that stupid, the Amish. I don't, know. I, don't know. I can imagine if one person brought COVID into their community, though, that would wipe out all of them. So, yeah, either up. either they're totally fine or they're totally screwed. I, I don't know which. Yeah, overly protected or overly destroyed. Because if you think, like, their immune system wouldn't even be as strong as ours, so... If they got COVID, it might actually like wipe them out, and they would have got really well, ill. Well, there's an article I found in the Independent that said the Amish mm. put beef and God's will and herd immunity over vaccine. So I'm not surprised about mm. that. Um, Maybe they've got really good immune systems because they don't rely on medicine. Possibly, uh, but they are trying to get them to take COVID vaccines. Mm. But they they've never had any other yeah. vaccine. Yeah, because yeah, they're obviously wary of anything that mm. governments want to intervene. Mm-hmm. They tried to post flyers at farm supply stores and at auctions where the Amish sell handmade furniture and quilts. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, a lot of them just refused to do it. It does. The religious beliefs don't forbid them to get vaccines. They're generally less likely okay. to be vaccinated for preventable diseases such as measles and whooping cough. Though mm-hmm. acceptance varies by church districts. They often rely oh, on family okay. tradition. So what if their family tradition was burning people's organs? Oh, and God. And drinking their asses? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. That's so, so gross. I would like to think that we've, um, I don't know, like, developed further than that and we don't do things like that anymore. They call non-Amish people the English. They said many mm-hmm. Amish work and shop alongside their neighbours and hire them as drivers. Uh, they hear the scepticism, the worries about side effects. That's just all about the vaccine. I'm not really. I'm, I was mm. more looking for information about how they cope with like isolation with or how many yeah. people bought it. Maybe we we wouldn't know. It's not really written up because nobody's been allowed to go interview them about it. They, they don't have zero. In, they don't have complete zero interaction with the outside world because they do go out in their buggies and they do obviously yeah. have to steal things to make. But I don't think they overly discuss things with. Like other people, mm. I don't know. But I could be basing this on TV, not like real life. Well, <laughs> this article said during the first months of the pandemic, the Amish followed social distancing guidelines and stopped gathering for church and funerals. Mm, okay. um, but when non-Amish neighbours and local elected officials began pushing back against state and federal mandates, they resumed the gatherings. Mm, okay. mm. Oh, and they've already they said that they've already got the virus, so we don't need to be vaccinated. So they just believe in herd immunity. But I don't know, it doesn't say how many people who were Amish had died of COVID. Well, I hope they're all okay. Does anyone care? Well, I don't know anymore. Oh. I, care. I care about the mm. Amish. I, I care about most people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amish are not harm people don't listen to science and then end up dying of it. Or, yeah, it's yeah. sad. But some evil part of me thinks, well, that's what you get. <laughs> terrible <laughs> yeah it is shocking 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 but yeah that, that was i feel like i learned a lot today like i don't really know much yeah i never knew about that 
I never knew there was a sort of vampire superstition. I remember when Mark talked about it and he was saying, he mentioned it, I was like, what the hell? I've never heard of this. This is weird. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. Consumption, anyway. That makes it sound worse. Consumption sounds worse than tuberculosis. Consumption sounds like you're. Well, also, there's another thing that just popped into my head there. See, um, in Victorian England, people would try and make themselves look like they had consumption because it was fashionable. Because so what? many people had it because they looked white and pale. Oh my god, that that's sort of thing. What if yeah. they want to be white, pale, and like overly skinny? Yeah, because they romanticised the, the, the vampires of having that disease. The look of it. It's a bit like in the 90s when you had the heroin sheet. It's equivalent to that. Crazy. Everyone just wants to look like junkies for fashion. Not us. Yeah, I was going to say not us, but like that is weird when you think about it. Like, yeah, it just goes back to how things just get recycled, but in different forms. And I pride myself on still not having caught COVID now that I've said that. I'm no, going to get it. <laughs> but this is why I don't leave my house. So oh I'm really I'm really caught up in the whole thing because it's affected my life, the whole COVID nineteen yeah. I used to like going out, walking about shops or just going out for walks and now I'm just too scared to I don't trust any cunt. I just don't I don't trust I don't them. Like being around lots of people and I'm just being yeah. very social, always out and about, like love talking to people. Now I just I don't want to be near anyone because something even COVID or worse. <laughs> David's booked a hotel, a surprise hotel. I don't know where we're going. Probably somewhere up in the Highlands. And even then, I'm like, but what if I catch COVID? Oh, <laughs> but that's, that's tell you should be okay. Not that I need to catch COVID. I need to get out. I need to go somewhere yeah. because it's driving me mental. Being stuck indoors all the time, just sleeping all day and staying up all night. Well, all I ever see is darkness. It's, I live like it's a getting depressing. It's definitely getting depressing. Oh, we need to get out there. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you've done a lot more travelling than I have during COVID times, so I'm well jealous. Yeah. <laughs> At least you got somewhere. You got That's to see a bit of the world. <laughs> Just a wee bit. Plan I need to get out more. <laughs> But again, like I feel like in other countries that I've been to, they've been handling COVID so much better than us. Like it doesn't feel well, as crazy. Like, yeah, which like, worries me even more because now they're not even going to report on how many people have died or how many people have caught no. it. So you really you really know, don't need tests to come back anymore. So you can go to any country, pick up COVID, and come back, and no you don't have to test. So, oh so, God! Yeah. Just bringing lots more nonsense. Anywho. <laughs> Yay, let's just dig up our ancestors and burn Exactly. Them. Eat our ashes, that'll work. That'll get, that's why we still have COVID, because we've not done that. We've not done that. We need to bring it back. <laughs> we don't. Oh, but then it just, like, some people would genuinely probably think that that would work. But uh, then... Like, if Donald Trump came out and said... Oh my god! Instead of you know injecting bleach or shoving a light bulb up your ass, then how about you burn the bodies of your ancestors and drink their ashes? Oh <laughs> you know, there's some crazy people that would do that. Like, yeah, it's mad. It's cannibalism. <laughs> but then people used to grind up mummies, didn't they? Uh, which was fun. Oh yeah. Like I don't even yeah. know if they were actual Egyptian mummies or they just taken dead bodies and. Mummified them. There must have been a lot of con artists in Egypt back yeah. in the 19th century, and they were actually there's pictures of people selling mm. corpses on the street as mummy mm. powder. Oh my god! And I don't know what they were supposed to cure you of. Probably just. I don't know actually. Yeah. Pretty sure it's probably killing you, not curing you. How the fuck? Why would you even conceive of drinking mummy? But then again, there's uh, going way back further in the time of Charles the First in England. People like he was drinking. Uh, a potion of ground up skulls. Oh, ew. I don't know. Where do people get these ideas? Like, I don't know what it is. Is it, is this some sort of superstition that if you're consuming part of another person, you're consuming their power or their part? Is it like a magic thing? Transference of. I, I don't get mm-hmm. it. It's don't crazy. Know. Probably. Kind of don't want to It's a bit gross. But then they believed that if the king touched you, if you had a certain disease, it was called like the king's disease, that if he came out every year and he touched you with his hand, then you were cured. Oh. Imagine that today, you have to go to Buckingham Palace and have the queen <laughs> touch your feet and your face. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to get the queen touching. Oh, my God. I mean, 
mean, that would be amazing if she had that power. And no one would, no one would have whole country be ill. No, like she would. I mean, well, she is living a long time, so it makes me suspicious. Is she <laughs> some sort of lizard person? There, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> she was really weird. I literally just Googled, like, the king's touch. What does it yeah. cure? Uh-huh. The touch was originally meant to cure tuberculosis. Well, for fuck's sake, really? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but then how did you so weird. I don't know. <laughs> Like, that's mad. That's quite weird. I think a lot of the royal family tended to get smallpox rather than tuberculosis. But, oh, no, actually, the only one that I can think of in the royal family in Tudor times in England who who died of consumption was King Henry VIII's son, Edward. He died at age 16 or something or 17 Mm. of consumption. Yeah, King's evil was more commonly known as Scofflaw. Medically tuberculosis, and that's what yeah, King Edward died of. Wow, hey, oh, <laughs> they can't even cure themselves. Oh no! Oh, but then they interbred so much that they ended up with um, a blood disease, which comes back to vampirism as well, which is funny. Mm. Because because the um, English royal family well, interbred with their German cousins so much that that's why King George the Third was mental because he had they think he had porphyria, which is basically it makes you want to drink blood. It's like a blood oh, disease. Oh, wow. Okay, it's that's crazy. And, uh, and there's also Alexei from the Russian royal family, who is connected to mm-hmm. the British royal family, because, again, they're all cousins. And he had a blood disease. And that's it's cool. probably still... This probably still... Yeah. Just, like, this, this royal, our current royal family, yeah. we have the Porphyria genes. A lot of um, Queen Victoria's daughters and granddaughters had it. Did you, did you watch the Yeah. Yeah. Like... What's there's like the girls that were in like that kind of oh yeah that's I don't right when they call it an insane asylum but like a kind of like a like a no, place they were in a situation they were in a home and kept away yeah. from it because they oh. were probably oh, yeah. as a result of the inbreeding that the royal family conducted so I so if there's any other kind of diseases they'll all be like hidden away like we wouldn't we wouldn't be allowed to know about them oh my god there's like a dungeon somewhere where they're oh, hidden away all the monstrous children well there was one that was even had epilepsy and they, they put him away they had him away he was like a secret prince so who was the queen the current queen's uncle i'm sure mm-hmm. that's so nasty yeah it's fucked up. this is epilepsy like then this is a family that was probably with harry having a brown baby so you know yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're worries having a bit of epilepsy when we've got like brownness going on oh god. my god <laughs> how black is the baby gonna be is it gonna god. pass as white jesus christ that's so mad. Like, absolutely. And I think, honestly, that William married to Kate is probably the most diverse genes that they've got currently in their family, I would say. Mm. Because I think she's it's not within the family, kind of. I don't know. Maybe if you look at her family tree, they, they might be related in some way, but I don't know. But mm. it's, he's actually one of the few princes to, apart from Harry, the, but then their kids don't count. Yeah. To have like so they new jeans who will their kids marry? Are they gonna marry any royalty or are they gonna marry any celebrity? <laughs> celebrities, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's taking a good turn. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. hope the royal family just eventually just fuck off. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I agree. But yeah, yeah they could marry like princes and princes from other countries, couldn't they? Yeah, but again that's a small it's a very small gene pool, isn't it? Mm, probably really Eventually easy. you're gonna you're gonna get the, the same like, because I think I'm pretty sure all the other royal families in Europe are all sort of connected mostly to Queen Victoria because there was a lot of different German principalities back then. So she had loads of kids. They had kids. And then they all married into each other's, Mm. like, families in Germany and then mixed it and then married cousins and then they married cousins. Very incestuous. Because I'm sure the Tsar of Russia and King Mm. George at the time in Mm. England, or is it King Edward? I do remember all this, by the way. I don't know, I'm just such a history. <laughs> if they if you seen a photograph of those two side mm. by side, they looked so much alike that it was hard to tell who was who. Oh, like you could tell nice. that they may as well have been brothers. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes cousins look alike like I look like a lot of cousins. Like you can't tell who's like siblings and who's cousins. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean I look like my cousin Jennifer, I think, and like or Isabel, like we've got the same East Ham cheekbones. But then it's weird because my cousin Alex fancied me when I was a kid, and it reared me out. Like I knew, it was, like, but you can marry a cousin, can't you? Yeah, totally. But I think it's fine if you do it once. But if your kids, <laughs> you my cousins, if you keep doing it, then that does kind of yeah the genes like it increases the risk of something happening. But yeah, that yeah. being one of two heads or one eye. <laughs> 
<laughs> or a tail or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fun. people have been born with tails. We do have tail bones. It's a mutation that can happen. Very yeah, rare. But be so can be Imagine having a tail and being able to wag it and stuff. That'd be weird. Yeah. If I had a tail, I'd want to be able to move it. Otherwise, it's not fun. <laughs> you get like special trousers made just for your tail. That'd be so fun. Would you have a coat too, or would you have like material Ooh. to cover it? I think I'd, I think I'd want it to come out. Oh, like to cover it up. But would you have like a tube of fabric that you could put your tail through, like a glove? Depends if the tail feels cold or not. Yeah, because it would get cold, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'd be worried that people would try and yank on my tail. Oh my god, I don't want anyone touched my tail. I feel violated already, I don't even have a tail. I don't. <laughs> Please don't touch my tail. <laughs> I don't think I would cut that off. I think I would think that would be a pretty awesome thing to have. Like, yeah. I think that's pretty awesome if we got a tail. <laughs> anyway. I feel like it's a if I had a tail. <laughs> or a rectangle or something, I don't know. Um, oh god, my computer wants to restart. Right, well, yeah. let's not do that right now. Uh, right, because Mark isn't here, this is probably a shorter podcast, but it's fine, it's easier for me to edit. We normally pick a number and he has a list, so I did consult him and say, well, what are we going to do then? And he said, well, we'll do like a pre-podcast like, pre selection from the list. So I took upon myself to choose the number seven, and that came out as more witchcraft. Witchcraft. Um, modern witchcraft. Modern witchcraft. Oh, that'd be interesting. Is that okay with you, Yaz? Yeah, sounds good. It's All right then. Cool. Um, well, that's it. It's just, it's just. But yeah, thanks for listening, and hopefully you will maybe do your own research into the New England vampire panic, tuberculosis, and have a good think about your life. Yeah, and don't drink bleach. Don't burn the organs of your ancestors or have an organ ancestor party. <laughs> Burn, get your barbecue out. Let's burn grannies. Let's burn oh hands. Oh from the COVID. Imagine you invite your neighbours over for a barbecue. And oh my god. <laughs> They'd be like, that looks like a really interesting meat you've got there. And we're like, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very dear to us. Yeah, we're not actually going to eat it though. We're just going to burn it into ashes and then make a special cocktail for you all. Oh god, that's disgusting. <laughs> Actually, gross. You're okay, oh. you to try it though, no? <laughs> no. No, you're not right. <laughs> you're not right. Yeah. I mean, I suppose, I mean, you eat burgers from Burger King and I don't know what's actually in them. Don't eat burgers from Burger King. You know. don't have burger fridges, actually. Anyways, on that note. Okay. <laughs> right, well, I'm going to go then. Thank you, Yasmin, for joining me this week and mm. we'll maybe get back together with Mark next week for, for Witchcraft. So thank you very much and bye. Ciao. Ciao. Crystal. Mess.